Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And welcome back in our number two of the Outdoor Show. On one of the biggest uh, hunting and fishing weekends of the year, this Turkey Day weekend, lots of people on Black Friday choose to go fishing and hunting, uh, as well as a Saturday and Sunday. Got a few extra days off from school for the youngsters and off of work for the oldsters, and it's a great time to get out, and we have certainly had some pretty decent weather, with some few exceptions of some wind and a little bit of light rain predicted a little bit later on today, but for the most part, great conditions to get out and enjoy Whatever it is you like to do, fish, hunt, saltwater, freshwater, big game, small game. This time of the year, they they try to time all of the seasons to be open when people have the most time off, and that would be now through Christmas and New Year's. Uh, the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries has released, you know, we've been keeping up on this snapper count for you. Uh, we did not catch the uh, the maximum allocation through the regular season date, so they extended it beyond that. And at whatever time they predict that the 100% of the quota will be reached, that's when it will close down. If it is not caught before the end of the year on December 31st, then it will be closed until next spring. Uh, The good news is you can fish them seven days a week where during the season you can only fish them Friday, Saturday, Sundays, and some Mondays on holiday weekends. Uh, Four fish per person instead of two and 16-inch total length. So you would have thought that we would have reached it. We're getting closer. Uh, We're at about 86%, and that is through uh, a little over a week ago. That was uh, November the 14th. So I'm sure we're getting very close to it, and uh, it's about to come to an end. Conditions are probably going to allow some people to get out and have allowed them to get out, plus with the extra time off. So I'm anticipating it may be reached or estimated to be reached because they kind of do a projection going forward uh, before that December 31st. So not much time to do it, but always a good time catching those red snapper. All right, uh, getting to our text messages. Uh, Let's see, we had... Uh, I'm not sure who this was, but, oh, that was the uh, 3751 texter. said uh, a group of possums is called a passel, and that is correct, a passel of possums. Uh, They can also be called a colony if you wanted to use that. And the babies are joeys because they are marsupials, just like kangaroos. They keep the babies in a pouch for uh, a time until they mature a little bit to where they can be on their own, and they're known as joeys. Uh, we also have uh, our friend David Hubble saying, way to go, Ed, on the stuffed melaton. By the way, uh, he and uh, some other folks have produced a really interesting episodes, a series of features on how do you say merleton, merleton, alligator pear, meliton, whatever, and how to cook them. And I invite you to look at it. It's really it's educational as well as entertaining. It, it, go to YouTube and just uh, look at, search for how do you say meliton. It's spelled M-I-R-I-L-I-T-O-N. 
and uh, once you find it, you can see all the different variations on it and some really good recipes. In fact, I had some melaton dressing for uh, Thanksgiving on Thursday. It was very nice. And good congratulations on that, David. Good job on it. Uh, let's see. We're looking for fishing reports on the train bridge. Asking you shall receive. Mike Gallo's just a few minutes away. We'll get that from him. Also, someone wanted me to announce that the Honey Island shooting range is reopened this weekend. That is good news. It was closed for several months for improvements. So if you want to get out there and sight in your gun, Honey Island Shooting Range, that's in the Pearl River Wildlife Management Area. And let's see, uh, <laughs> Captain Darrell starting to sound like Coach O. Uh, and I'm sure you're talking about voice quality. Darrell's had a little bit of problem with the voice. Not nearly as bad as what I had. He, he's still very uh, understandable. Anyway, uh, we're going to be back right after this timeout. We're going to check in with our Born on the Bayou guy, Captain Mike Gallo, Find out what's going on in Lakes Pontchartrain, Lake Bourne, Northern Biloxi Marsh, Rigolies, Mr. Go, Lake Catherine. He fishes it all. We'll be back with his report right after this timeout where you're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Our lives aren't like they used to be. They're busier. Early morning Zooms, grabbing coffee to make that in-office meeting, getting to your kid's soccer game on time. Life is different, and so is advertising. To reach any audience, you need your message out there in all media, broadcast to streaming, on screens, and right to the ears of your customers. And that's what we do at Odyssey. Let's build a media campaign that targets the customers you know and want to reach more of. Right here in our community, advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And our Born on the Bayou report with Captain Mike Gallo is a presentation of CETO, only $179 a year. Hint, hint, great Christmas gift. If you didn't find it on Black Friday, you can find it right today, 24-7. Tow-ins when you need them, jump starts for electrical problems, whatever it's going to take to get you, your boat, and your friends and family back safely. CETO is there. They're like AAA on the water. They offer peace of mind for you, your loved ones, and it's one phone call away. That's it. Call him, 504-301-4545. You'll love talking to Captain Chris. He's a great guy. Or if you prefer to do it online, just do a little click at CETO.com. Captain Mike joins us now. And, uh, Mike, uh, first thing up, I got somebody wants a, a good extensive report on the trestle bridge, the train bridge on Lake Pontchartrain. What's going on there? Well, Don, early in the week, Monday and Tuesday, I did fish by the train bridge, um, just kind of squatted in one area. I was on the north side of the draw, the north draw. I stayed between the the uh, train bridge and the Highway 11 bridge, got anchored up there. We caught some beautiful speckled trout a redfish or two, and some freshwater catfish. Um, As we got later into the week, the winds picked up, and that was not an option for me. But I did catch some beautiful trout in Lake Pontchartrain Monday and Tuesday. Um, Today the wind's a little bit lower, so that might be an option. And we have had predominantly north winds, so I would think the water on the north shore is again going to be clean. Uh, We did start out with live shrimp on a drop shot rig and I would be fishing or have one of the customers throwing a plastic mixed in with it and um, caught some trout on the, on the plastic as well. So uh, they're out there. It's just a matter of will the weather allow you to get there and fish them. Yeah. Um, what about uh, the red fishing? Have you been uh, across to Biloxi Marsh or you've been kind of staying on the South shore fishing? 
Well, I'm headed to the Biloxi Marsh today to go do some red fishing. Yesterday we had high winds again. I ran down and fished the marsh between Lake Bourne and the Mista Go. Uh, we ended up with 23 bass and eight redfish. Did we have anything else? Oh, we had a freshwater catfish we also caught on plastic. We fished all plastics um, yesterday. So um, uh, there'll be some redfish. It's just a matter of getting to them, just like anything else. I don't think we'll have any issues today uh, running over to the Biloxi Marsh and, and doing well with the redfish. How were those uh, bass you caught? Were those typical little small marsh bass, or did you have some nice big ones in there? I thought they were larger than average. I would say our average yesterday would be the 12 to 14-inch bass. And, they're, of course, they're nice and fat because they're really a lot of bait in the marsh, and they're taking advantage of that. So um, I, I thought they were above average in size. Very good. Um, as far as some of those uh, typical wintertime spots, now that water temperatures are dropping, uh, you know, those rocks uh, down there uh, along the, uh, you know, the Mystigo where you get in close and maybe some of the Great Wall and all that stuff over there, uh, maybe even into the intercoastal waterway, you know, up along those shorelines. Is that starting to come on or is it still going to be a while before those areas produce? Well, actually, I have fished all of those areas um, in the last week. And our water temperatures are hovering right around 60, so it's not yet cold enough for those fish to get out of the current. So that seems to be the key. You want to be where there's some current flow. I had two boats out yesterday, and they both fished um, over in Unknown Pass and Miller's Ditch, where you have a fair amount of current coming through. It does seem to be better on a falling tide than a rising tide, but... Dead, uh, excuse me, live shrimp on a drop shot has still been the ticket. Uh, just look for current moving, current lines. When you get anchored up, fan cast until you, you know, locate them. And sometimes it's, uh, you know, not the fastest bite, but you might catch a fish every five minutes, and that's a pretty good pace to just sit. They've been mostly keepers. The ratio is certainly um, – 70% of what you catch is going to be keepers, unless you have some bull reds come through and you end up throwing those back. Yeah, that's some good stuff. Mike, we rely on you for reports on a lot of areas, but because of your location there, I mean, you're basically across the street from the Big Branch National Wildlife Refuge where hunting is allowed there, and uh, also you travel on the Biloxi Marsh a lot. What have you been seeing as far as ducks, and how would you compare the numbers you see as uh, previous years? Up, down, or about does- the same? It does seem like it's an above-average duck season. I fished with a couple of guys that were duck hunters, and they said that the, the duck season was was better than they expected. And I've heard shots every morning here in the Fritchie Marsh right across from me as I'm getting the boat ready. And there were a few yesterday when we were down uh, towards that marsh between, you know, Lake Bourne and the Mr. Go. We heard some shots out there. I actually saw a couple of guys in blind. So mm-hmm. they're out there, and the ducks are moving around. I just try to avoid them. I don't want to be uh, in somebody's way. But at the same time, I realize by moving with my boat, I might jump those ducks up, and they fly past them. So Yeah, uh, sometimes people are, hoping for, some people are hoping for boat traffic when those bluebird days set in and those ducks just want to set up and, and won't fly. But, uh, you know, we've had several fronts come through, mostly dry fronts, and, you know, 
I think in past years, if we'd have had this many fronts during duck season, it would have been a slam dunk season. But I think some people have been pleasantly surprised at the number of birds they've seen, and I would have to attribute that to the fronts. And we got another one coming tonight, so uh, it might even put a few more birds in here. Maybe you need to take up duck hunting guided, guided trips. I do plan on doing that. It's something I've heard about through you for many years. It certainly sounds very exciting. And I'm just going to talk to Ryan Lambert and see if I can book a trip with him. Well, I was talking about you booking the trip. You taking the people. Oh, I have no idea how to do any of that. <laughs> I don't know. I think you'd be all right. By the way, I was at uh, our favorite uh, quail hunting place, Crane Creek, yesterday. And uh, I got to tell you, Mike, boy, the birds were really pumped up yesterday. They were moving, my friend. We need to get you and Jeff out there again do another trip. Oh, yeah. Mob season's going to last, you know, up until maybe the week of Christmas. But after that, I'll have some time. And that would certainly be fun. That was a good time last time we did that. Count me in. It's always fun. Mike, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, tell them each and every way they can do it. Well, pretty simple. You can find me on DineTheOutdoorsGuide.com. It's a little cold this morning. My tongue's not working. You can find me on DineTheOutdoorsGuide.com. You can find me on my website at aaofla.com or on social media, or you can call me on the reliable landline, which is 985-781-7811. Very good. Get those gloves on, uh, the, 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 uh, the cap, you know, the, uh, the knit cap and the hood and all that stuff to break the wind and get out there and have a great day, Mike, and we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good, Don. Uh, I'm thankful. You know, Thanksgiving just went by, and you think of all the things you're thankful for. And I know myself and sportsmen all across the South are thankful for you and your show. It really provides accurate and sincere information that we rely on. So thank you. Well, it's mighty nice of you to say, but, you know, it's you guys. You know, I'm just the vessel. You guys provide the information, the content. And uh, thank you for that. We thank you very much. Mike, have a great day. We'll see you next time. Sounds good, Don. We'll talk to you next week. All righty. Captain Mike Gallo, a heck of a guy there. Born on the bayou is what we call him. All right, coming back after this, Brendan Bayard joins us, and he's going to start off with the results. You know, we told you last week the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club was holding its championship down at Lake Hermitage, and uh, the fish did not disappoint, at least many of the angles. We'll give you that report and also some good prime advice for fishing in wintertime waters out of a kayak, canoe, or even a Tom Sawyer raft. We're back with Brendan right after this timeout. And our paddler's report with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club is a presentation of Massey's Outfit. It's a great place, by the way, to shop for the paddler on your Christmas gift list. They've got locations for you in the mid-city of New Orleans, Baton Rouge, and a store in Covington where you're going to find some of the best kayak fishing models from brands like Hobie, Jackson Kayak, Native Watercraft, you can see it on their website. Look for all those products and check out the demo days where you can try before you buy. You'll find all that at MasseyOutfitters.com, and you'll also find a very informative Facebook page. Brendan Bayard joins us now for the Paddling Report. Brendan, a big weekend last weekend. The Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club held its championship down at Lake Hermitage. Give us the lowdown. How did it go? Well, Don, we had uh, uh, less than ideal weather conditions, but it wasn't too bad. We had a front that came through the the day before, so the water was kind of churned up a little bit. We had that kind of high pressure 
that you don't like to fish in. Uh, but, uh, you know, the fish are still there and still biting. I'm sure, you know, uh, you know, the day after probably would have been a lot better or the day before. Uh, the front came through would have been a lot before, but needless to say, uh, lots of fish were caught. We have a new champion, Wade Barbe, uh, just really crushed it. He caught, uh, from all estimates, uh, just a plethora of fish. He had, uh, you know, reds to, to cull from all day long. He had, uh, uh, tons of trout and he had three flounder at the weigh-in that he was deciding which one was the biggest. So when we saw him, uh, you know, weighing different flounder and comparing we knew he had something special in his bag and and sure enough he did and uh, i think he beat the nearest competition by three pounds or so great job tell me about wade barbe how how long has he been fishing kayak tournaments and fishing from a kayak do you know he's only been in the club for a year so uh he he, you know he grew up fishing uh and uh, i think him and his son grew up fishing and they decided to to do the kayak thing uh, about a year ago, uh, started doing, uh, having some success in, in the tournament scene. And, uh, you know, when lightning strikes, I mean, he, he certainly put it all together uh, last weekend and, and really came in with an impressive uh, stringer and, and catch. So he's he's obviously a very talented angler, no matter where he's fishing out of a boat or a, a kayak. So uh, definitely one to watch in the future. Yeah, congratulations to Wade Barbe. And uh, you didn't leave without a check, though, did you? Yeah, I was lucky enough to uh, to get a, the second biggest trout in the Calcutta, so uh, uh, that's always nice. But you know, it's uh, it's one cast away from uh, <laughs> from, <laughs> from a difference maker anytime. Yeah, exactly. So uh, always keep grinding. Exactly. Well, give me a quick fishing report. What should people be looking for over these next three or four weeks? A lot of people have some time off, and they're certainly going to be hitting it with this good weather we've enjoyed. Yeah, this is Don. This is really my favorite time of year to go fish and, and target speckled trout. Uh, I really like uh, to go fish whenever that tide is at its kind of zenith point. And it's a, just about to start falling. I like to target areas that have a scattered shell bottom. I like to look for mullet. I like to look for any kind of structure that kind of deviates from, uh, you know, just like the normal outlay of the uh, area so like if i'm in a big bay if i if i see a point or if i see like the old structure that used to be there or or anything that kind of creates a little area of emphasis i'll kind of focus in on that uh, i like to just drift across areas uh, when I'm, I'm searching i'll use top water as a search bait and i'll just kind of uh, you know go up wind and i'll, I'll drift across the bay and, and throw that top water in every direction of the clock hands from the kayak if you will and uh, if I'll, I'll find them, I'll, I'll power pull down and I'll, I'll fish for a while. But then I, I really don't like, you know, hold fast in any one spot right now. There's there's a lot of trout showing up in these bays that have mixed shell bottoms. And uh, I think you can re- really do well uh, if you give those a shot this time of year. Um, if it gets a, a lot colder on a day, uh, you know, we might have some of these days that pop up with, you know, uh, uh, high 30s, lower 40s or something. I would go give those dead-end canals a shot, especially first thing in the morning. Uh, in the afternoon when it warms back up a little bit or midday, I'd go hit these mixed shell bays again. But on those uh, on those cold mornings, you want to have somewhere where that water's not mixing and flowing with the tide, so a dead-end, uh, kind of an old harbor maybe. Uh, there's all kinds of places that are kind of uh, places where that tide doesn't mix quite as much, and it might hold an extra degree or two 
and those trout really know how to find those areas. And uh, so does the bait. Once uh, you get these these big northern winds that kind of drain the marsh of all their uh, reed protection for all these like little critters that like to hide in the grass from these fish, and, and you get a big flush. All those uh, those last little bits of shrimp and, and, and small bait fish are going to be kind of thrown out into the mix and out to the Gulf, but a lot of them will stay in these dead-end deep canals, and uh, those are places to look for as the weather gets colder. I'm with you. I'd rather catch one trout on a topwater than 25 on a shrimp and a cork, I can tell you that. Also, it's a good time for flounder, correct? Uh, that was evidence last weekend's uh, tournament where, you know, he had multiple flounder to pick from on his entry. Yeah, I uh, really like to go. Uh, this Thanksgiving week is pretty much the, the kind of the top of the zenith of, of that as well on that exit strategy for the flounder. They'll start uh, ganging up in like little coves, you know, adjacent to those main arteries that are going out to the Gulf, uh, places like the Ship Channel in Calcasieu, uh, uh, Port Fouchon, or like kind of the uh, the backside passes in uh, Grand Isle, those kind of places that are really close. You want to try and fish those especially if you can find a little area where there's like a mixed rubble bottom uh maybe a bulkhead where it's kind of getting a you know a little holding pattern dead end canals right next to those exit points uh those can be little congregation areas for the slounder right before they get sent out at the end for the uh, winter spawning good plan all right, next up for the Bayou Coast Kayak Club is the Minimalist Challenge, which is a lot of fun. you got to fish with what they give you and a, a very limited number of them. It's going to be in St. Bernard, Paris, Delacroix, and Hopedale. When will that be, Brandon? It's usually in mid-January. I don't know the exact date. Uh, they're still trying to work on the exact launch locations, but what we think when we don't have uh, the Leeville launch option this uh, year because of the hurricane really messed up that launch pad, uh, we're going to divvy it up to a few different launches so we're not inundating one of them. We usually have a really big turnout for that first uh, tournament of the season. We're talking 140 kayakers uh, showing up at one place, and, and Lego was really the only place that could really handle that. So we're going to probably split it up between, you know, Campos, Breton Sound, and and Sweetwater, and, and maybe uh, throw in tips or something like that. We're trying to figure out the exact way to uh, divide and conquer uh, Breton Sound, but it should be an interesting one because I know the fishing is really great uh, this time of year over there. So uh, looking forward to a little change it up for that tournament. There we go. Very good. If anyone is a kayak fisherman and they don't belong, they really should. Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club. I believe it's well worth your membership. Uh, Brendan, thanks so much for the report. Uh, Get out there and enjoy your great time this time of year. I know it's your favorite, and uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. All right. Thanks, Don. Take care. All right. Brendan Bayard updating us on the paddling for your fish scene. All right. Coming back after this. Oh, boy. It's bad boy time. And don't forget, we got the baddest of the bad not far away. We do that on the last show of the year. You, the audience, gets to select the absolute most repulsive bad boy we've had, or girl for that matter. And we got one for you this morning. And it's up next right after this time out on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, got a couple of texts I want to share with you. This one's uh, it sounds like a great memory. It says, Mama would be cooking pot-roasted duck and red beans, a duck dressing with hearts and gizzards. Love you, Mama. Won't those Mamas, they all know how to cook. You know, that uh, duck does go good with beans. You know who loved that? It was uh, Blackie Campo, God rest his soul. Uh, he loved to get He didn't want duck hunting, but, boy, he would take as many gray ducks as you would give him, and he'd cook them up with those red beans. 
Uh, let's see. We got this one in from Greg. He lives on the north side of the Fritchie Marsh. That is over there in the by the Big Branch National Wildlife Refuge, where we're talking about by Mike Gallo's camp. Uh, he's not hearing much shooting. Only a few shots after Hurricane Katrina and other storms. They don't have the waterfowl like it did before. The area used to hold lots of speckle geese in October as they migrated through. I don't ever recall seeing lots of speckle geese. I'm not sure how long ago that was. And it was very good for teal season, but not anymore. Well, you know, we've I've been saying this for weeks and weeks and now for years. Uh, Louisiana is definitely in a, a waterfowl crisis, and there's a lot of reasons for it, and it's not a good thing, that's for sure. All right, we're going to pause just 10 seconds, and when I come back, it's bad boy the outdoors time right here after we let our local stations identify themselves along the outdoors with Don DeBue. Well, Louisiana Department of Wildlife Agents Corporal Rich Heinold and Senior Agent Cole Cupid got a complaint on November 13th. Someone shot a deer after legal hours near Parham's in Catahoula Parish, Louisiana. The agents responded to the scene made contact with a guy named Sharpenter and learned that the suspect had shot a four-point deer with his rifle and a night scope well after legal shooting hours without required licenses or tags. Sharpenter was arrested for hunting deer during illegal hours, illegal methods, failing to comply with deer tagging, and hunting without big game and regular hunting licenses. He booked him into the Catahoula Paris jail, and now, if convicted, facing criminal fines of $1,900 plus another 1624 in civil restitution replacement value of a four-point buck, that total would be $3,524 plus up to a possible 120 days in jail is Willie Sharpenter, Jr., 55 years of age, of Jonesville, Louisiana, today's bad boy of the outdoors. Yeah, it's not far away. Next month, at the end of the month, we're going to let you pick. We'll have some nominees for you to choose the baddest of the bad, the bad boys of the year. We'll be back with Captain Ryan Lambert. Maybe we'll catch him out in the duck blind down there at the Cajun Fishing Adventures Lodge right after this timeout on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And it's time for our Plaquemines Parish Report with Captain Ryan Lambert. Uh, he may be found in the duck blind. He may be found in the bay boat. He may be found at the Cajun Fishing Adventures Lodge. He may be doing a little bit in the kitchen. We'll find out what he's up to this morning. Where exactly are you, Captain Ryan? In the bay boat today, buddy. In the bay boat. It's a nice, calm morning. I'm looking at a bunch of redfish. I'm just waiting for that sun to come up so I can go introduce myself to him. You fly fishing? <laughs> No, I'm just gonna, I'm just sight fishing today. But oh, I see a lot of them out here. So, as the sun comes up a little bit more, we're gonna uh, we'll go have our way with them in here in a minute. <laughs> it's yeah. all been good, you know. We had a lot of wind yesterday. The birds flew pretty good. Uh, the boys did all right. The shooters weren't great yesterday, but you can't, you know, everybody's not an expert. But uh, we've been we still killing a lot of ducks. But you know the weather. You know you get one calm day and one good day and but you got to hunt every day, so it's been good. Even a couple of the calm days, we did really well. So, and now we got more divers starting to show up. A few more cans, so it's going to get good. The water just absolutely gorgeous too. I mean, crystal clear everywhere. I mean, it's a uh, it's my kind of thing. I haven't seen this in a long time with the river low like it is. It sure warms the cockles of my heart to see it. <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, we've got the canvas backs, and I'm sure the redheads. Well, what else has been making up the the limits down there? What other species? Uh, lots of lots of widgeons again this year. Uh, 
You know, it's unusual, but this is two years in a row we had lots of widgeons. The gray ducks are here already. Tons of pintails, green wing teals. Still got some blue wings around. Um, yeah, that's about it. Now, there's a lot of ringnecks around, but I haven't seen big flocks of them yet. You know, I just heard on the report that they were around, but I hadn't seen them. So uh, yeah, I would imagine. It's one of the, the, the biggest number is the ringnecks for some reason, yeah. but where are they? That's the question. Yeah. I, I didn't see the big flocks flying over. You know, usually when we sit in the blind, you get those big old flocks of uh, canvasbacks and redheads flying from open bays to open bays, but I hadn't seen that yet. So usually that's a big December deal. So it's coming. It's only going to get better and better. Well, I got a question for you. What what uh, determines whether you're fishing or hunting? You know, you you know, the hunting is only like sixty days out the year, and fishing is open all the rest of the time. I would think you'd prefer to be in the duck blind. But what what puts you in the boat? I, I, I would prefer I would prefer to be in the duck blind. But you got to go with what customers you have. Like today, uh, I had a request for some for fishing, so I'm fishing, and uh, the boys are hunting today. I mean, we got uh, Manuel and them out there. They all. They hunting and uh, there's four or five of us fishing and then after they hunt, we're gonna fish it in the evening. I mean, you just gotta go with what's booked. How's uh, the little I got lucky today? Pretty. How's the little competition going with your boys? Who who's the top duck hunter down there this year? Who's who's doing the best? Um, I don't know. We really don't compete much. I mean, Joe's blind's been hot as a firecracker. I mean, it's, it's you just show up out there and throw you some poodle decoys out there and hang on for dear life. <laughs> I mean, it's been. Uh, I've got two or three good blinds, depending on the wind and the water depth. Like yesterday, Manuel hunted my blind and limited out in no time. All kind of birds just eating him alive because he had that good wind. So, you know, every day is different because of the tide and the wind where we hunt. So, but um, you, you know, the, the pool do decoy is the thing. I mean, it's it's crazy. You can put all a uh, hundred decoys out, and or just three dozen pool do. <laughs> They're gonna land in the pool do every time. Yeah, yeah, that's a confidence out there and they pick up that grass and they they pull it up that grass and they don't eat it all, so the ducks get an easy meal that somebody else pulled up for them. So that's what that's all about. Yeah, plus the safety and numbers thing. They they get pretty confident yeah. when they see a bunch of lazy pool dudes I mean, floating we, around and they'll drop in. We, we've got a raft of pool dude that I bet every day they got three, four thousand ducks sitting in them. I mean, just just diving in them thirty, forty at a time it makes you sick. <laughs> you know, I remember a time when uh, Puldu was a real tradition in South Louisiana for Thanksgiving. I mean, a lot oh, yeah. of the Cajun people, they didn't have turkeys. They celebrated with Puldu on Thanksgiving. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. I mean, you get a, a good Cajun person to cook Puldu for you, you say, oh, my gosh, why haven't we been eating this? <laughs> I mean, they cook down real good in the, in the big old gizzards for gumbo, too. I mean, yes, yeah, indeed. It's, it's good. It's real good. And very juicy. Sure. Well, we're going to let you go ahead and catch some of them redfish, and uh, we'll catch up with you next week, and hopefully you'll be continued right, good buddy. weather and good conditions. Uh, somebody wants to call you, uh, besides going to CajunFishingAdventures.com on the site, tell them how to reach you. Yeah, they can just call me direct at 504-559-5111, and I'll be happy to get them hooked up. we got a very few dates left for duck hunting, but there are a few, few blinds left here and there, so if you want to come make a duck hunt, just give us a call. All righty. Sounds real good, and uh, we'll see you next time. All right, brother. All right. One of the things you'll see with Ryan Lambert is a, probably a shooting uh, seminar, too. He's a great shot in the blind. He's fun to watch. All right, we'll be back with the wrap of the show right after this timeout.
couple of deer hunting questions coming in on the text board. Uh, one wants to know what's the hours you can hunt deer. You can hunt deer legally one half hour before official sunrise to one half hour after official sunset. If you're out there with a night vision scope like a bad boy, I'm going to say you're hunting them too late. And a lot of times uh, the conditions, the cloud conditions, moon conditions, uh, sunset and things, uh, you can see better at other times later than others, but that's the law. It's one half hour after sunset and one half hour before sunrise. Uh, Here's a question. Someone has a lifetime license. Where do you get deer tags? All right, uh, you can go to uh, stores that sell licenses, and they can print them out. You can go on the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries website and print out your own deer tags. Uh, We also now have new this year a text-to-tag. If you go to LouisianaOutdoors.com, you sign up, and then you will get the text uh, messages that you can actually text your, your kill and validate that. But if you move the deer before you've done the text, uh, then you got to use the paper tag. So I'm saying get the paper tags as a backup. If you're not going to be able to do it electronically because either you've moved it or you don't have a signal where you happen to be hunting, then you're in trouble. And I found out that Oklahoma, uh, that's the only way you can do it now is uh, digitally on text. So uh, you're out of luck if you don't have a signal there. But in Louisiana, you can still get your paper tags. Uh, you can get them online. You can get them at a store. Just show you, you you enter in your number of your lifetime license, and it'll print your tags out. But uh, go to LouisianaOutdoors.com is the best thing, and all the instructions there because they've actually changed some phone numbers if you're going to do a validation of your tag. When I say validation, you fill it out, you tag the animal, but you've only got 72 hours to actually notify them of what the animal was, where you killed it. There's some simple questions they ask you. And if you can't do it by electronic text on your iPhone, then you can do it with a regular telephone call to a toll-free number, but the numbers change. So it's a little complicated. Go to LouisianaOutdoors.com, and you can figure it all out. I do want to tell you about an upcoming edition of Bayou Wild TV. Uh, Yesterday, uh, myself, cameraman Chris LeCocq, his son Dean, and uh, two of my grandnieces and one grandnephew uh, took their very special hunting dog, Betsy, GSP, and my dog, Smokey, uh, to Crane Creek uh, Shooting Preserve up in Poplarville, Mississippi. It's almost impossible to get any amount of live quail down here. Other states still enjoy quail hunting. But if you're going to do it, uh, you pretty much are going to be limited to hunt on preserves. Uh, there's, the dogs don't know the difference. Uh, yesterday, i got to tell you, those birds flew very fast. It, it's very sporting. It's a lot of fun. You can take kids. Uh, you don't have to be in great shape. You can go a little bit later in the day. Uh, Crane Creek Shooting Preserve. In fact, if you call Lance Ladner, uh, you can even get some gift certificates and give those for Christmas. If you don't have the dogs to bring your own, uh, they do the guided hunts. They've got dogs. They've got professional guides that teach you all the safe hunting and all all the experiences and of hunting wild birds it's uh it's not quite the same but uh believe me in today's fast paced world uh it's it's sometimes it's a blessing to make an appointment to go up there and hunt the birds give your dog some work the dogs don't know the difference between a live bird and a pen raised bird believe me and as long as the birds are, are, are flight conditioned 
Uh, it's a very sporting hunt, and you come away with some really good eating, too. You know, there's nothing better than a, a good quail dish. In fact, we're going to include that on the Bayou Wild TV episode. If you want to find out where to watch Bayou Wild TV, of course, it's on YouTube. That's probably the easiest, but we have a list of our stations and times. Just go to the website, BayouWildTV.com. All right, uh, about time to wrap it up. I'll tell you what we're going to do next week. You know, I've been getting a lot of people asking for uh, copies of some of the fishing songs that we play on the show. And uh, we're going to ask you next week, so I want you to be thinking about this. What is your favorite fishing song where fishing is mentioned, it's about fishing, anything to do with fishing and musical songs? Uh, we'll ask you to send in your favorite one, and our text board will be open for you as it is each and every week. We'll also have the fishing reports for you, hunting reports. Uh, it's a great time of the year to get out. This is one of the most popular weekends of the year. People have time off. All the hunting seasons are open. And there's just any kind of fishing that you want to do, whether it's fresh, salt, or offshore, is all available. So get out there. Enjoy it with the people you love, your friends and family, and come on back and join us right here, 5 to 7 a.m. We do this every Saturday morning. It's the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Our lives aren't like they used to be. They're busier. Early morning Zooms, grabbing coffee to make that in-office meeting, getting to your kids' soccer game on time. Life is different, and so is advertising. To reach any audience, you need your message out there in all media, broadcast to streaming, on screens, and right to the ears of your customers. And that's what we do at Odyssey. Let's build a media campaign that targets the customers you know and want to reach more of. Right here in our community. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Dot com.